we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. In the workplace, we need to be a light in the workplace. And this is going to tell you how to be a light in the workplace. Amen. Don't you go to work speaking in tongues and laying hands and throwing all on folks' desks and computers. What's this running down my screen? You done came in there early and just, hey, hey, I rebuke everybody that's against me. Everybody uh, shall be saved in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and you at Budweiser, you work in the Budweiser office. Throwing all, hey, hey, don't be drinking too much now. Hey, man, that ain't no light. You crazy. You gonna get fired too. Amen. And I would fire you. If I worked there and I'm full of the Holy Ghost, I would fire you. Don't come in there with that. It's a workplace. Go to work. Because see, folks like to use spirituality to try to somehow get a position over you that they can't get in the natural. You got a GED. And you're trying to use the Lord to make you the supervisor. (laughs) The power of God. See, now I can't really read, but the power of God. Hey, I don't have to read. The Lord tell me everything. (laughs) Folks, crazy. (laughs) People do that. People do that. Amen. Now, God will promote you and do things if you're diligent and do your job well. But if you going in there trying to rebuke folks and floating all in work and hey man, God ain't with you. You'd be surprised. You would be surprised some of the emails I get. Some folks just crazy. They have no balance. They don't understand. So I'm going to bring balance to this. This whole workplace series is going to help you a whole lot. You should never get fired for the cause of Christ on your job. You just shouldn't get fired for that. And you ain't no martyr either, man. Every job I get, man, as soon as I mention Christ, they fire me. Won't you stop mentioning Christ? What? Man, that's all I know. That's it. I mean, you need to work at a church. You can't work at uh, Albertsons and everybody's groceries you sacking, you speaking in tongues. Them folks just want their groceries. Oh, brother, see you and everything. You got a message for everything you put in the sack. Oh, see. <laughs> oh, this olive oil. Oh, 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 oh. Mm, what's wrong with you? Oh, can't even get it in the sack. Just the olive oil. Oh, it's anointing all. It's anointing. Brother, I'm finna fry some chicken with that oil. Will you put it in the sack, please? Y'all know y'all know folks like that. Y'all try to act like you. Don't ever say bless to anybody. You say, oh, yeah, have a blessed day. Blessed. Oh, oh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Talk. It's a buzzword. Right. Being a light. First thing is that we need to understand about being a light is submission. Y'all see these pictures? These are the companies that we all work for. And they are all Illuminati, Luciferian, and the owners worship the devil. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. The seven mountain theology is the biggest lie that has ever hit the church in years. Seven mountain. God ain't sending you to work to conquer no mountain for Jesus. If the apostles, if those guys weren't doing it, then we can't do it. And if Jesus didn't want a mountain, why do we want one? The devil offered Jesus all the mountains. So I give you all of these kingdoms. Jesus said, oh, no, I don't want these kingdoms. 
These kingdoms, are, I'm, I'm, my kingdom is not of this world. So you ain't going to conquer Hollywood for the Lord and get all the producers saved. No, they're making movies because they're not saved. Yeah, it's just foolish. It don't make any sense. So God is not, man, just go, why can't you just go to work? Why you got to take over the mountain? Some folks just don't want to go to work. That's not good enough. No, I need to own this company. No. <laughs> but that's why they have all this Illuminati symbolism in all of them. It's all the same everywhere, every company. There's some kind of satanic symbol, some kind of logo. I described this in depth in Pop Life, the DVD, day two, when I talked about the mark of the beast and how it's in everything. The mark is on everything. It's just, it's on everything. If you haven't gotten that DVD or heard that message, you need to hear it because it will definitely help you understand the mark of the beast. Not a microchip, not a microchip in your hand. You won't be standing in line hungry and they won't give you no food because you're not saying, no, no, no. The mark is on you right now. It's in your purse. It's on something you own. It's, you've already done it. You've already done it. Now, yeah, as long as you don't worship the image of the beast, you are right. But the mark of the beast is in your wallet right now. Whether they put that chip on a card or put that chip in your skin, it's still the same chip. But we still have to work. So if I work for one of these companies, amen, it doesn't mean that I'm throwing up the triangle when I get home. I work for one of these companies because I'm in the world. But that doesn't mean I'm of the world. Amen. Daniel worked for the Chaldeans of Babylon, which were the most wicked sorcerers that have ever lived. They were the most powerful sorcerers, and Daniel worked there. And the Bible said he just cracked the window and prayed out of the window. Ooh, Lord, help it. But that little prayer he was praying through that little crack was so powerful, they wanted him dead. He's like, man, if he keep praying, he going he to mess something up. Right? So they came for Daniel. Daniel didn't go to them. Uh-oh. They didn't go to him and say, hey, I'm not worshiping this God and go on and throw me in there with the lions because God going to shut the mouth up. Daniel never did that. Daniel was somewhere praying in secret and they went and told on him. Am I preaching in here? Yeah. Daniel kept his job. What about Elijah? He like, Elijah didn't have no job. He was a prophet. He didn't have a job. He was freelancing. He can do that. But Daniel had a job and Daniel was obeying the laws of his job, except when they tried to turn it on him and force him to worship the false God. That's when, okay, now, now, now we got to dance. But he didn't walk in there. Oh, bring the lions, bring the bass, bring all the animals and watch what God does. He didn't do that. He was doing his job. Amen. Three Hebrew boys, same way. They were doing their job. And what people don't understand, and this is what made me mad about the whole Kim Davis and all that old junk. People don't understand, we're talking about slaves. We're not even talking about people that picked the job. None of them picked that. You think Daniel picked that job? Daniel was in bondage. Three Hebrew boys, they were in bondage. And they still obeyed. Amen. Wasn't no Nat Turners in the kingdom. I'm going to lead them all out of here. How are you going to lead everybody out of there when God put you there? Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just messed it up then. Yeah, there ain't nobody leading nobody out of Babylon. God put them there. And they were going to stay there until God got them out of there. Can I preach in here? So, 
First thing we need to learn about the workplace. Our world is largely pagan. And most employment opportunities come at the hands of godless employers and Luciferian business owners. They don't care about your Jesus. They really don't. They are Luciferian business owners. Most of these Fortune 500 companies, Friday night, Saturday night, they're around the pentagram raising Satan from hell. Yes, they are. They're Luciferian. They got to do certain things to even represent Satan on this level. Amen. That's why I'm not shocked about no Kanye and Kurt and all this because they done all got around that pentagram. All of them. We just not seeing the effects of it. I mean, you ain't going to sell a million copies of no album and not give Satan some praise. First John 3 and 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called what? So if we're called the sons of God, they won't give us a Grammy. Because the world what? They knoweth us not because it knew him not. There's another passage that said the world hates us because they hated him. Why would they kill Jesus because they hate him and lift you up because you serve him? Now, let's. Oh, some of this stuff. So if they if they kill Jesus because they hated him and you represent Jesus, will they love you? It's too strong for somebody. Because it is appointed by God for men to work in order to provide for their families, we must adhere to the rules and regulations of men and women that may not know Jesus as their personal Savior. Amen? So if they hire you, then go to work. They didn't hire you to save them. Because you're taking a position over them. You let them ask you about the Lord. And then even when they ask you, you be, hey amen. You, 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 you do it with the spirit of meekness and respect that authority. They hired you, you work for them, and then they ask you, man, you know, I've been having some problems. Oh, yeah, 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 I was waiting on this moment. See, the problem is you're just, a, you're just filthy rags. You're filthy rags. You're just a devil. The devil is all in you. Look at you. You're just a hot mess. Brother, I don't want you to work here no more. I mean, how can you work for rags? Get your stuff. You using that moment to say everything you've been feeling. <laughs> no, it don't work that way. First Peter 2 and 13. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. Uh-oh. Whether it be to the king as supreme. Submit yourself for the Lord's sake. That means the people you put yourself under, submit to them. If you don't want to submit to them, don't put yourself under them. Amen? Women, if you don't want to submit to your husband, then you shouldn't have married him because you're supposed to submit to him. You chose him. You chose the person you was going to submit to. That's the way it was supposed to work. If you're not going to do it, what you marry him for? Boy, look at some of these women. Boy, I don't care. You don't scare me. Amen? Men, don't, don't join ABC if you're not going to submit to me. You're not going to submit to leadership. Amen. Don't be talking about me under your breath either. Ah, he's just a short freckle. <laughs> hey, you have to submit to who you to. And this is the dumb thing. People join the church, get mad at, at the pastor and leave. And then they take to the internet to talk about the pastor. 
Now, the first response from everyone that sees them talking should be, well, didn't you choose to go there? Obviously, the 400 people in there don't have a problem with it. So maybe you need to go somewhere else. Yeah, but he's just a short freckle. Well, then why did you, why was you that three years? It took you three years to figure that out? And everything was groovy while you were there. That's what, that's what I think about. So I'm thinking maybe something happened that you didn't like. Maybe you got challenged in a way you didn't want to be challenged. If you was there three years, obviously you liked something. Amen. Yeah, but so you don't just all of a sudden just, uh, uh, no. Some of this stuff is just foolishness. If you chose to be there, then you submit yourself. If you don't want to submit yourself, don't choose to be there. But it goes back to what I was saying before. Some men just have never been challenged. They don't like to be challenged because being challenged is uncomfortable. So they get in their feelings when you try to challenge them. But challenge is growth. You won't grow unless you're being challenged. Amen. But some men just like a bunch of women friends because they're not going to ever be challenged. Can't no woman challenge no man. That's a woman. Bible calls her the weaker vessel compared to a man. So you're not going to have any problems with that. That's a non-threatening image in your life. Not a threat to anything. But when a man, man come along, especially a man that can love you with the love that a man is supposed to have, then it's going to challenge you. Amen. I ain't talking about just homosexual love. But men, strong men, that's going to challenge you to be better and get you out of your comfort zone. So if you're a real man, you'll stick it out and won't quit. Amen. If you're a punk, you're going to quit. I can't do it, man. He always picking on me. Dude, you 40. You can't be picked on at 40. As strong believers, our religion can sometimes threaten sinners and make lukewarm Christians in the workplace feel uncomfortable because they choose to embrace sin and the world's mindset. So why are you preaching the truth behind hip-hop around the water cooler? Everybody got earphones in with their iPods right there, and you trying to preach and pass out DVDs at work. No. No. They're lukewarm Christians. You're going to lose the job because you're changing the environment in the workplace, and you're making it hard for people to do their job. And see, I'm going to tell you something. The only folks that like to show off their religion and, 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 and throw it in folks' face is folks that's zeros in their home. When ain't none of your kids saved or none of your kids want to listen to you, then that's when you want to take the stage and save everybody else's kids. Take that energy, wrap that energy up, and use it in your home. That's where it's important. That's where it's important. The Bible even said it. If, if, if the children aren't in all of gravity and submitting to you, then you need to sit down. You're not qualified to lead. It's getting quieter and quieter, but that's just what the Bible says. Amen. So get somewhere and minister. Use your ministry, your powerful, gifted ministry. Use it in the house. That's where it's important anyway. Wouldn't you want your kids saved before anybody else? Amen. I love all y'all. I really do. But when it comes to them little ones that, that have freckles, that, that's my first priority. When they do good, it feels different than when you do good. Amen. That's just my children. John 15 and 19. If you were of the world, <laughs> the world would love what? But ye are not of the world. 
but I have chosen you out of the world. Therefore, what? This is Jesus talking. He said, I've called you out of the world. You're not of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. So when the world embraces these people, yeah, that's the first red flag. Because the world's not going to embrace truth. Truth will change them. Can I keep preaching in here? Hey, man, I feel like I'm preaching. I feel it. As born-again believers, the light of Christ that is within us cannot be hidden. As a born-again believer, there's no way to hide the light. It is inevitable for the light of Christ to shine, especially in the presence of darkness. So the minute you walk in on the job, something changes. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to walk in there speaking in tongues. When the light comes into the darkness, it's going to light up and show up the darkness. So it's better to just let the light do it. You don't do it. Look at somebody say, let the light do it. Let the light do it. 2 Corinthians 4 and 6, for God who commended the light to shine out of darkness has shined in where? Our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He put this light in us so it's going to shine. Amen. When the boss come and talking crazy and going off on everybody and everybody's feeling bad or whatever and you still smiling and doing your job, that's the light. And everybody's looking at you like, I wonder what's wrong with them. Why they don't get mad? But if you cussing with the rest of them, oh, that old, yeah, that's right. Who well, excuse me, Lord, forgive me. Mm-hmm. What? Anybody come to you? They're not going to come to you when they have a problem. You cuss, you, they, <laughs> you cuss worse than them. When Christians don't cuss. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's this new movement now. They're putting profanity in music now. Gospel music. No, man, Christians don't talk like that. So you don't be at the workplace cussing it up. I'm just like y'all. If you ever need some help, I'm saved. But I'm just like you. I'm just like you. See, that make it more easy for you to come to me because there's no difference in between. Well, if there's no difference, then what do I need to come to you for? I'll take my chances on my own. Ignorant. That's some foolishness. You just like me, you can't help me. <laughs> Amen. I need you to be able to help me. I don't make any sense. On that Breakfast Club interview with Kurt, yeah, we love you, Kurt. You just like us. Man, you, you one of us, man. That's what we like about you. You just like us. He said, yeah, yeah, my dude. I, uh, my dude, yeah. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, yeah, I'm just like y'all. Ain't no different. I'm the centerist center that ever said. I'm just like y'all. Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> Hope they don't get in no trouble because they can't call the sinner a sinner. Why would you even want to be that? If I was the people talking about me like that, I'd be like, man, I am trash. <laughs> that is not a compliment. Man, I ain't overcome nothing. Have, I mean, God ain't help me do nothing. I need to get to the way and shut up. Can I preach in here? Light that cannot brighten darkness is not light at all. <laughs> Some folks got a black light. Hey, man, all you do is show up certain whites. <laughs> Sparkly stuff. You just <laughs> ain't really light. You just stuff glowing. Still can't see. I still can't see. I see stuff, but I can't see it here. 
Because light that cannot brighten darkness is not light. Amen. Ain't nobody buying a light bulb. Yes, give me the darkest light bulb you have. What you going to do with it? I don't know. You don't have no half a watt bulb. Half watt. Get your eyes are brighter than that. There will come a time at our workplace when we will be confronted about our light because it cannot be and should not be hidden. Now, understand what I'm saying. I'm never telling you to turn your back on Christ and compromise and hide your light. Just let the light do it for you. Let them ask you, confront you about your light. That's where the blessing of God comes. Look in the Bible. Whenever they were confronted and they had to, see, they, the, the, those kings, they didn't even know what they were doing. Once you confront one of God's, now you're about to see the hand of God move. You done confronted these three Hebrew boys, boy, you're about to see something you have never seen before. God is about to show up. You confronted Daniel, oh, yeah. You're about to raise God to the top now. Y'all see what I'm saying? You wait on that opportunity to come to you. You don't take it to them. I need to speak with the CEO of the company. Dude, you a minimum wage employee. You running, you just jump off the bus and ran in front of his car and stop him. I got a message for you. The Lord said. No, you don't do that. You let the Lord open that door. Let him come to you. The king went and got Joseph out of jail. Like, what man? I had this crazy dream. I need somebody. I need anybody. Well, the baker talked to this dude and he was in prison. Well, bring him here. Joseph wasn't sending letters to the king. <laughs> Requests. Y'all remember the old church? You said a request up for somebody to sing a solo. <laughs> Just, yeah. Folk be writing them themselves. Uh, yes, uh, no. somebody asked us to sort it so the leader. No, he wasn't requesting. He stayed. He was just in jail because they threw him in jail. But he had a gift. And when the king needed it, the king called him up. Amen. That's what you let. Let that light in you. Let them come for your light. But see, the thing is, you got to exemplify the light. Amen. You can't be no crazy person walking around crazy and then try to share Christ with somebody. You don't even go to church. How are you going to share Christ? You don't have a church to push him to. Send them to, to be disciple. You're going to witness and then just move on. I'd be like, well, uh, I mean, where can I go to get more word? YouTube, because that's what I do, because I don't go to church. Then you can't help them. Uh-oh, I just, I mean, I just stepped into something, didn't I? Yeah, that's what it is now. You want to witness to somebody, you don't even have nowhere to send them. There will come a time, First Peter 3 and 15, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And what? And be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and what? Meek. Well, see, that's the key. With meekness and fear. When your boss come to you and ask you, meekness and fear. Meaning I'm going to tread very lightly for two reasons. One, he's a babe in Christ and I don't want to lose him. And two, I don't want to lose this job because I got to pay bills. So I need to be smart, wise as a serpent, harmless as a what? Dove. It didn't say uh, vicious like a serpent. You better get somewhere and calm down or you will be hungry. Amen. So it's meekness and fear. Carefully, the light of Christ in us is 
best exhibited by our behavior and not our speech. Uh-oh. Living for Christ makes us do things differently than those that live for themselves. Right? That's the only way they're going to see Christ is if you're living for him. You act like a sinner, they're going to think you're a sinner and you can't help them. Matthew 5 and 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your what? See your what? Good works. You know what good works are? Good decisions. Good. They watch a pattern of good decisions. Those are good works. And glorify your father, which is in heaven. Y'all enjoying this? I know I am. When we are on our jobs, our language, behavior, and even our work ethic should be reflective of Christ Jesus, the one who resides in us. Amen. So you behave yourself at work. Amen. You don't steal copy paper and be running off the church bulletin. Well, they ain't on you. They ain't going to miss this paper. They have thousands and thousands of reams. They ain't going to miss the, the, I use the yellow, the, the green paper. They ain't nobody ever used the green. Did you ask somebody? Well, no, they just have a whole bunch of it. That don't mean it's yours. It's arts and crafts Sunday at church. You ain't going to hell. You're going to go past hell and go straight to jail. Stealing. You don't steal. The Bible says stop stealing. You can't justify that. Well, they, they put so much work on me. I basically paid for this. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. People crazy. People crazy. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then somebody in trouble. You think they're going to come to you for a witness. Man, I'm having some hard times. Really, brother? Well, maybe I can share some. No, no, I don't need to hear nothing you got to say. You're a thief. You might steal something out of my purse. Why are you talking to me, you crook? We saw you. We saw that paper hanging out your back pocket. <laughs> Colossians 3, 23. Servants, obey what? In all things your masters according to the flesh. Not with eye service as men pleases, but in what? Singleness of heart, fearing God. Whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. He just told you right here. Oh, he just told you. Obey in all things your masters. Your boss, you obey in all things. Amen. When he tell you what time to be there, you don't show up late. Amen. See, one thing I've learned in my long journey with the Lord. God loves consistency. When a person is consistent, God blesses them. When a person is shifty and whack, don't ever keep their word always late, always got an excuse, always just falling into this and moving over here. And just you're not going to get anything from God. The Bible calls that wavering. He said, the man that wavers, don't let that man expect to get anything from me. That's what the Bible says. He says, a man that wavers like that, he's stumbling and fumbling and bumbling. Then he's like that in all his ways. See, a consistent man is consistent. Yeah, he shows you his consistency by what you see, which is consistency. But when he's whacking, wavering, and emotional, and emotional, and crying, and burying his head in the bosom, yeah, he's whack. 
He's whacking all his ways. I can go, I know I can go to his job and his boss, and I ask about him, and his boss is gonna say, Well, yeah, he's pretty whack. So I know he's whack because he's whack in here. Miss it, show, don't show up to nothing in the church, don't come on to always. Then I know he's whack at work. And I know he don't have a pristine work record either. No, he don't keep good jobs. Because a man that's unstable is what? In all his ways. Amen. My dad was like that. My daddy was clockwork. He was clockwork George. <laughs> Never late. Always there. Just, I mean, and he would come in the bedroom and wake me up for absolutely no reason. He'd wake me up because he's up. Get up because I'm up. And he put that work ethic in me. I can't help it. I, I just can't. If you tell me 8 o'clock, I'm going to be in the parking lot at 10 minutes still. I can't help it. Because it just, he, that's what he put in me. And I watched him do it. My dad was, he was a walking clock. Always kept his word. If he says he's going to be somewhere, he was always there. Always. Yeah. So he never, I mean, and, and my son, same thing. Never missed a day of school in his life. Had perfect attendance throughout his whole tenure in school. Never missed a day on his job. He worked three years, four years, never missed, three years, never missed a day of work, ever, ever. He worked for me and now he can't miss. All that was just a rehearsal. <laughs> That's why I have no problem when it's time to put him in my office. Put him in there. When it talked to his boss, because he know I'm not going to give him nothing just because he looked like me. I went and talked to his boss at Sprouts because we was good friends anyway. And I asked him, I was like, man, what you think? He's like, man, I think he's going to be great on it there because whenever I need Landon, Landon's here. Well, he got that from his daddy. And I got that from my daddy. And some of you better get it from somewhere or you're going to be whack and your boys are going to be whacker. Because what the parents do in moderation, the children are going to do in excess. But it's done turned into a hero's meeting, didn't it? word be where you say you're gonna be when you're gonna be that when you're supposed to be that i shouldn't have to look for you where is he at well because you know i'll just leave i ain't waiting on nobody now woman with some children something like that hey i give you a pass because i know jonathan I, I've, I've seen how that works sometimes it don't work out the way you plan because you have a child but some old harry the, the hot breath man man you better be here when you say I ain't waiting on you. Whack. And you should be ashamed to let your son see that. Oh, boy. We should have took offering first. It's not advisable to verbally share Christ in environments where it's not allowed. Doing so would be disobedience to leadership. And it's all I tried to tell Kim Davis. Christ never broke the rules of those authorities he allowed himself to be subjected to. When they tried to make him break a rule, they took a piece of money. And they said, Jesus, uh, hmm, you know, what, what, what are we supposed to do with this money? And he looked at it and he said, well, whose who's picture's on it? Caesar. Then it's his. Do it, Caesar. Say, give it to Caesar. Give to him what you're supposed to give. It's a dog. He's so smart. You couldn't trip Jesus up. They couldn't get Jesus. They tried to get him to break a law. And he wasn't going to break a law. Jesus obeyed the laws that he was subjected to. Yeah. So Christ never broke the rules of those authorities he allowed himself to be subjected to. So if you took the job, then you got to obey the laws. If you live in America, then you got to obey the laws of America. 
You work for the government. You got to obey the government law. How you going to decide what you going to do on a government job? You can't do that. And if you want to do that, take yourself from under the authority of that. We should do our work with what? Gladness and joy to exemplify the same joy that is present in our hearts for choosing Christ. When we behave in this manner, words are not necessary to share our faith. You can share your faith indeed by the way you behave. That's the best gift you can give someone. An example. 1 Timothy 4 and 12. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou what? An example of the believer in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. Summary! The Great Commission was given to Christ's disciples. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. That was given to Christ's disciples so that the gospel of Jesus could be spread abroad. Nobody had heard of it. Nobody knew about it. So he gave them the commission to go out and spread it. Go ye therefore, teach all nations. Amen? This was their occupation. This is what they did. They walked the streets. They walked around. This is all they did. So it could be spread abroad. At that time, the message of Christ was unknown by most and needed to be shared with those that were lost and had no knowledge of what Jesus did for them. We are now living in a time where the gospel has been spread throughout the entire planet. The commission for us as modern day believers is not necessarily the same call as the New Testament disciples. Y'all better listen to me. We can now share the message of hope in Christ through our what? day-to-day actions and decisions since the knowledge of Christ is already present. So the people on your job already know about Christ. Now they need to see Christ in action. This helps us in the workplace when we are silenced by the rules and regulations of our employers. The true power of influence comes by the way we govern our lives and the way we exemplify Christ in word and deed, not by mere lip service. This is why we must show the world what God's word said, word is saying, and why Christ is a better choice than what they have. If we cannot show Christ working in us and through us, then the gospel seems unnecessary in the eyes of the world. God never intended for his grace to be used solely as a pass out of hell. But his desire was for us to live better and make better decisions on earth in order to truly represent Christ in a pagan workplace. We must let his light shine through our actions and not just what? Our words. Titus 2 and 6. Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded. Strive to be sober-minded. In all things, showing thyself a pattern. That's consistency. Pattern of good works. In doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech. That cannot be condemned. That's meaning what you say and saying what you mean. That he that is of the contrary or against you may be put to shame. Because they won't have an evil thing to say of you. Exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters. And to please them well in all things. Not answering again. No back talk. Do what they say. They paying you. Do what they say. Not purloning. But showing all good fidelity. That they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all.
You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com.